Welcome to Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and the author of the Influential Parenting Program that helps parents target the heart by going after the root of the issue rather than whacking away on the surface. I'm also the author of Going, Going, Gone, a great book that looks into why kids are leaving the faith. Today, we're going to be talking about what I believe is an essential topic. It's essential because it's all about the culture of our family. Oftentimes, we begin our families without really sitting down and thinking about what do we want our family to operate like? What do we want it to be? What's the culture we're aiming at? And this is so important because I believe family is everything. In fact, a 75-year study by Harvard University into what led to fulfillment in life found that it's not one's career, success, or hobbies that lead to fulfillment, but rather simply being loved, loving and being loved. That's what led to fulfillment across the generations of people they studied over 75 years. This makes our families essential to us experiencing fulfillment in life. Apart from a close family, we can feel alone, empty, and unfulfilled. To me, there's nothing more painful than being alone, and yet today studies prove that 60% of marriages end up in a place where the partners feel alone. This is why it's so important for us to stop and ask ourselves some questions to determine if our family is on the path to fulfillment or not. The first question we need to ask ourselves is, what is our family culture today? And then we have to consider, what do we want it to be? We need to consider things like, do we do things together or do we do our own thing on our own devices? Are we close to each other emotionally? Do we open up with each other about our struggles or has trust broken down? Are we close with each other? Are our hearts connected or drifting apart? And the most important question, is our family characterized by patience, happiness, laughter, grace, and love, or more by frustration, distance, loneliness, reactions, and disappointment? Today, it's so easy to become wrapped up in trying to help our kids succeed and keeping the family running that often we don't take the time to stop and really consider what's the culture of our family. Are we on track? to having the family we truly desire. So let's use this time to consider where we're at and where we really want to be as a family. To me, one of the most clarifying questions for parents is the ones that cause us to look at the future. I find the question, what do we desire for our families in the future to be highly helpful to guiding us as parents today? Why? When we take our focus off of today, and place ourselves in the future to a point in time where our kids are grown and they have families of, of their own, and we ask ourselves the question, what do we desire for our family at that point in time? It shifts our focus from, from trying to help our kids succeed today, the tasks and all the things that need to get done, 
to the importance of relationship. Because when we think about the future, I believe we desire to have a close, tight-knit family where we can go hang out with our kids, spend time with our grandkids, and possibly even have the grandkids dropped off with us for special times with grandparents. We have just such a time in our family where my mom holds Graham's camp once a year. For a week, she has all the kids, and the kids look forward to it all year long. Today, unfortunately, I'm hearing a great deal that parents don't have this type of relationship with their kids and in some cases are being prevented from even spending time or seeing their grandkids. What a painful place to end up. And this is why considering our family culture today and the relationship we have with our kids today is so essential. If we want to have all this access and be able to hang out with our kids and grandkids, we need to foster that type of culture today. I've often found that it's helpful to understand what caused these situations to go awry in other families. Many times I've found it's a focus on our kids' performance upon immediate success or a strong focus on right and wrong and behavior. I know those last two, a focus on right and wrong and behavior, may cause some of you some concern. But what I'm saying here is that there's such a focus on right and wrong and behavior that it trumps the importance of the relationship and what causes us to stay connected as a family. If love really is what leads to fulfillment, then if there's just one place on the planet where we should not have to feel like we have to be perfect or put on an act or pretend we have it together, it's in our families. Unfortunately, in many of the families I work with, the focus has become performance, and it leads to frustration, distance, and hurt. As many of the kids tell me, they feel like they have to put on an act for their parents, or they have to have it all together, and are feeling like failures because they seem to always fall short of that standard. When we stop and think about the family we want to have in the future, one that's close where we can hang out with our kids and our grandkids, it changes that focus to family needing to be a safe place where we feel protected, can seek help, be supported, and loved unconditionally. And this is where the challenge lies. Our society is so success performance focused that it's easy for us to get wrapped up in the immediate success and protecting our kids. So much so that we can damage the relationship in significant ways that leads to our kids not wanting to have much of anything to do with us once they're out of our homes. And this brings us to the really hard question. What is the culture in your home today? If you were to really stop and look at it through your kids' eyes, what would they say the culture of the family is? And if you know the answer and you're not pleased with it, then what can you do? How do you reshape your family's culture? How can we escape the focus on performance and behavior that is often driven by a right-wrong mindset that it's so easy to slip into given our beliefs and society today? This mindset just doesn't serve us well, given that we are all imperfect and we will let each other down. Addressing behavior issues through a right-wrong mindset is really destructive to relationships because it says that I am right and you are wrong. And these types of lines always damage relationships. So how do we escape it as a family? 
The first step is to determine first as a couple and then as an entire family what your current family culture really is today. This step is essential. If we don't acknowledge where we really are, it's impossible to really change. The hard part for many parents in this is getting their kids involved, asking them for the brutally honest feedback without any reaction, without any defensiveness, or without any retribution for what they have to say. We need to get their thoughts, their ideas. We need to see things through their eyes because oftentimes I found what parents think are sound messages that they're sending to their kids are impacting their kids in very different ways than they have any idea of. And oftentimes it's these things that are hurting the kids and causing them to check out on their families. As you start to think about your family culture, you need to think about things like this. Is our family culture close, connected, open, Is it a listening culture? Is it an understanding culture? Is it fun? Is it happy? Is it forgiving? Or is it emotionally distant? Is it guarded, reactive? Is it performance-based? Is it harsh? Is everyone doing their own thing? Is it right versus wrong? Are there a lot of unresolved issues? And unfortunately, this last one is what I see most often, that very few families have a way to resolve issues where both sides feel heard, understood, and where a true heart reconnection happens after the discussion. This is essential if we want to have long-term close families. We need to be able to resolve issues. While it may be hard to really stop and consider honestly where we're at as a family, what the culture in our home truly is, it's essential to recognize it if you want to see that lasting change. When you try to involve your kids, you may find them reticent or wanting to say only positive things. And this is because many of the kids I have helped in coaching are fearful of being honest with their parents. They're convinced that they won't be listened to, understood, that they'll be met with defensiveness or reactions, and that they won't really be heard and listened to. And as a result, it may take some coaxing and some promises to get your kids to engage. And once you have an accurate picture of where you really sit through everybody's eyes in the family related to the culture going on in your home, that's when it's time to determine what everyone in the family truly desires. What's really been interesting for me is the fact that in every home I've been in, what the parents desire and what the kids desire are often almost identical. And yet both sides are convinced the other side doesn't desire the same thing they do. Over time, misunderstandings, miscommunications, unresolved issues have caused both the parents and the kids to draw conclusions about each other and their desires that actually aren't accurate and are often a big part of the breakdown of a close, tight-knit family culture. Opening up a transparent conversation about your family about what we desire it to be, how we want to relate to each other, how we want to communicate, what we want to do together is essential because we need to craft together as a family kind of a goal statement or a family culture statement. This is who we want to be. This is how we want to treat each other. If you already recognize that the culture of your family is not what you want it to be, join us in a few minutes and we'll talk more about how we change the culture of our families going forwards. Thanks for joining us for Revive Families Connecting Hearts. 
I appreciate the fact that you've tuned in to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. We're here to help families stay connected and close through even those crazy adolescent years. And we'd love to hear from you. Please go to our site, revivefamily.com forward slash radio, and submit the questions you'd like us to cover in our programs and podcasts. This would be a great help to us because we want to serve you where you're at with the issues and the answers that parents are struggling with most. So again, go to revivefamily.com forward slash radio, and we'll be happy to address your questions on air. I know as parents, we all feel like failures at times, but it doesn't have to be that way. That's why I've spent so much time talking with students, thousands and thousands of students between the ages of 12 and 21, trying to figure out how do we do this differently? How do we have that close, tight-knit, cooperative family in this age of technology that seems to be pulling us apart constantly? And that's what influential parenting is all about. It's about keeping our hearts connected as families. On May 1st, we'll be launching our online class, Influential Parenting. This fast-paced class will dig into topics that will change the way you see your kids and help you take an influential approach that will restore relationships, draw the family back together, and start building that positive family culture we desire. So mark your calendars for May 1st and visit revivefamily.com and look at influential parenting. It will be in short seven to 10 minute segments, really easy to consume. And it will also have a downloadable MP3 file so that you can take the class as you're working out, waiting for kids to get done with lessons or driving around town. We look forward to helping you build a positive, encouraging, grace-filled and forgiving family culture that will serve your family well, not only today, but well into the future. Welcome back to Revive Families Connecting Hearts. I'm Jeff Schott, and today we're talking about our family cultures, a topic I believe we need to spend a lot more time thinking about as parents and as entire families, because it will determine whether our families will stay close and connected when our kids leave our homes, go off, and start their own families. At the end of the first segment of the program, we talked about facilitating open conversations as a family. First, into where we see the culture is at. How do our kids view us, the family, the way we interact? Sometimes this can be a challenge, as I mentioned, because kids are guarded and fearful of how we'll respond, whether we'll listen, whether we'll understand our comments. They fear that we'll get defensive, dismiss them, or even react. It wasn't that long ago that I worked with a family that first approached me because things had really gone off the rails with their 13-year-old daughter. She was angry. She was reactive. She was hypersensitive, and it was causing a lot of disruptions in the home. I'll never forget the evening I met with them in the office, and I introduced myself. They introduced themselves, and they sat down on the sofa, dad on one side, mom on the other, and the 13-year-old sitting right in between them. And I got down. I looked her in the eyes and I said, so how are you really doing? And she broke down crying so hard. It took her a few minutes to say in broken sentences, I know I'm the problem in the entire family. And if I could just be better, the whole family would be better. What's interesting about this story is not long after that, I had a time and an exercise I did with the entire family where everybody answered a certain set of questions. And then we threw all of their answers up on the whiteboard. 
And in the discussion about the family culture and how it functioned, the oldest daughter, who frankly was favored because she was high performing, she got great grades, she was an introvert, so spending time in a room and studying wasn't an issue, collided with the reality of the second daughter, who was a social butterfly, an extrovert who wanted to be out and about and flitting around, and thus homework and school wasn't as important to her. And in the offing of all of this comparison that was unintentionally happening, as the parents would say, you know, just spend more time doing your homework. Just take things more seriously like your sister. It led to deep hurts in this 13-year-old girl. But during that family time, what was interesting as we were discussing the exercise, the oldest daughter, who everyone thought was thrilled and thought the family was great and the parents thought they had this amazing relationship with her, said, my family is harsh. We are not nice. We don't talk to each other nicely. We don't deal with issues nicely. And that's why I hide out in my room or I go study at my friends all the time. Our family is mean. You could have heard a pin drop in the room as the oldest fair-haired daughter shared her perspective of the family for the first time. This is why it's essential that we actually take the time to ask our kids how they view the family and to work with them and assure them and promise them everything we need to to get them to be brutally honest. Because many kids I've found... If put in this situation and unprepared, will say the right things to keep their parents happy. That won't help us. That won't help heal the family culture and bring the family back together again if we can't get their honest insights into what they see going on in our homes. Some of you may be thinking, man, I can barely get my kids to answer basic questions about their school day, let alone to talk about these types of serious things. And I I hear you. I've been there. I've helped families that have been in this position. You may be thinking to yourself that things have unintentionally drifted so far apart in either our marriage or with our kids that there's no way we can talk about these sensitive issues right now. And that may be the case. If this is where you find yourself There's going to be a few things we need to do to get to this point of having these open, deep conversations with our spouse and our kids around the family culture. To get to this point, it may require restoring some relationships, resolving some past hurts and issues. It'll probably require some retraining and possibly looking at ourselves honestly as parents in order to bring about a sense of peace and happiness within us, within ourselves, so that we can lead a joyful, open, and cooperative family. If this is where you find yourself, it's really okay. I'm guessing that many families, if they really stopped and took the time to consider the culture of their family and looked at things through their kids' eyes, may find themselves in this position as well. It's so easy to drift apart in this busy, technologically driven world. You, like many of the families I've worked with recently, may be feeling alone. Parents often feel alone even though they're married, and kids, I've found, often feel alone in their homes. Often this stems from the fact that the parents grew up in homes where there wasn't a lot of emotional nurturing care and a lot of focus on performance, expectations, and right and wrong. And if that's where you've grown up, you're not to blame. 
it's just a function of reality. If we didn't grow up in homes that were close and emotionally connected, it's hard for us to know how to create that with our kids. The good news is that we've seen families reconnect much more quickly than anyone might expect once we start to open up and talk honestly with each other. The bottom line is tomorrow begins today. Remember, we can always say, I'll deal with this tomorrow. And tomorrow's pile up and move by so quickly that soon our kids will be walking out the doors, off to college, getting married and having families of their own. And then it may be too late. Luckily, we've had success even there, restoring adult relationships between parents and kids. But it's better not to get there at all. This is why Revive Family has spent years working to understand what drives parents and kids apart and what brings them back together again. It's all summed up in our influential parenting series. Families who have gone through this program and actually grabbed the implementation guide and started to use it to open up conversations with their kids have found the changes absolutely amazing. They wouldn't have believed things could change so quickly. We've had parents call us within five days of beginning the implementation process and say, things are changing already. One parent said, you were the bridge between my kid, our counselor, and our church, and it helped put everything together and made such a huge difference in our family. So if you're desiring to redefine your family's culture, A process to do this is actually outlined in the implementation guide and process that you get after completing the Influential Parenting online class. The online class will be available May 1st at revivefamily.com, and when you complete it, you'll be sent an email to download the implementation guide and process. The program itself will radically change how you see yourself as a parent, how you view your role in your kids' lives, and specifically how you view your kid in the light of being influential in their lives, like the Good Shepherd was. Remember, he had 5,000 chase him around the lake when he was trying to get away. And we can have that same influence in our kids' lives. That's why I'd really encourage you, if you want to change your family culture, first we need to get some retraining. Then we need a process to begin to open up the conversations and restore relationships so that we can redefine our family culture. I'd highly recommend beginning with this because this is far less expensive and time-consuming than working with a counselor over six to nine months or a year or more to change your family culture. You can do it yourselves at home, and we're here to help. Once you get through the implementation process, if you need questions answered, There's a way you can get on a weekly conference call with DD&I and other influential parents and ask specific questions about what's going on in your home. So this whole idea that we need to have this positive, caring, safe place family is vital in today's culture. There's no place else that's safe for our kids. If we want to raise healthy, responsible, wise decision-making kids that will stay in the faith, our house needs to function like the good shepherd with the disciples. It makes all the difference in the world. It is possible to have deep influence in your kids' lives without threats 
and consequences because they decide they want to follow you just like the disciples decided they wanted to follow Jesus. Maybe you don't need influential parenting, though. Maybe you're able to have these conversations with your kids right now. And if so, please start. Start by asking them what they really think about the family, the way the family interacts, handles issues, deals with failure, how it plans trips, how it decides and makes decisions. These things are essential to understand where we sit today in our kids' eyes related to the culture in our home. And that is essential to then getting them to open up and talk about what they'd really like to see change, what they'd like the family to look like, act like, interact like, how they'd like the family to handle issues and conflict that happens in every home because we're four different people or five different people or six different people living under one roof with different personality types, perspectives, and skills and talents. It's all part of the process of developing a family that will stay connected at a heart level. We hope that you'll take this to heart, take some time as a couple to stop and talk about the family culture and what you'd like it to be, and then involve your kids. It's an amazing process because once your kids open up and start talking about it, you'll find common ground that can build close connection that will last in your family. Thank you for joining us for Revive Families Connecting Hearts. We'll be back next week with more content that will help your family stay close and connected at a heart level. Have a great week. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support. 